This episode is sponsored by Morrison Outdoors, makers of award-winning sleeping bags for kids and babies as young as six months old. With options for down or synthetic fill, open and close cuffs, and a trade-in program for growing kids, Morrison Outdoors provides the warmest, comfiest options for sleeping bags in the cold weather. Morrison Outdoors join the 1% pledge movement and donate 1% of every sale to Operation Warm, providing brand new winter coats to kids in need. Check out morrisonoutdoors.com to learn more and get yours today. Hi Explorers, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick-Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. The Sanchez family is a multicultural family based in Utah, USA. They have three little girls and a little boy on the way. They love being outdoors as a family and feel it is best way to experience life and all that earth has to offer. They use the outdoors as their favorite parenting tool to teach many of life's important lessons from strength and courage to kindness and gentleness. Oh, and did we mention that they live in a van? Rachel, we are so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me guys. Hi Rachel. So let's start from the beginning. You are living my dream. So we used to live in our faithful RV for 17 months, and I have to say that I miss it daily. The decreased space meant less toys and more time and using our imaginations outside. So can you please tell us about your family and how you guys came to live in a van? Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to uh, clarify with you guys. We do have a home, uh, a home base in Utah that we will likely never give up because what got us into the van was really a series of fortunate events. We got our van and the world shut down with COVID. And what was our weekend warrior vehicle suddenly became like this thing that we had freedom to do. And um, it was never the intention, but when everything went remote from our kids' school to my husband's work, we were like, let's take off. So 2020 was actually probably the best year for us as we got to just travel and explore. And currently my husband is still remote working, but we don't know if that's a forever thing. And so we're basically just living it up while we can and seeing how long it lasts. So yeah, we, um, we got the van because my youngest daughter was kind of a traumatic birth into this world and made us start to question how we were doing life and what we were making most important. And we decided to stop waiting for someday to make the memories and just made the jump so that we could enjoy more time with the kids. I'm getting chills. That is so beautiful. I love hearing that. And you came onto our ambassador team there at, uh, in January of 2021. And we were so happy to have you a part of the team. And now you're a big part of our team and you're on our inclusion committee. So thank you for that. That's really cool. Oh, my pleasure. I love, I love meeting all the different families and especially part of the inclusion committee. It's so important for my little girls to be seeing not only other girls adventuring, but uh, other girls of color and you know um they don't even get that from their mom i'm white but they but when they see other families that have you know uh diverse families they always get so excited that little girl looks like me and it's been so fun to to show them this community and all the different families that 
uh, get out adventuring. That's and your girls are so beautiful and they look like they have so much fun outdoors. Oh, thank you. They, they do. That's definitely our happy place is outside. Well, I love what you're doing with your family and that time and commitment you're making to spend time with them while they're little. I think that's great. And I hope you don't mind, but your van page is just so, so much fun to look at. I'm constantly showing it to my husband because he's big into van life and has his own van page. And I'm always like, look what they've done now. Look at, look at this now. <laughs> Look at this sweet thing they're doing. <laughs> Speaking of that, Rachel, how do you try and make the van feel like home? And how do you, or do you just say, you know, it's so unique and a completely different experience that it doesn't need to feel like home? For example, I saw you added a swing to the van so it could kind of feel like a backyard swing right in the outdoors into the van. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we've definitely, we have loved the swing, but we have tried to bring the things that the kids found most comfortable at home um, into the van. But I have found that they are just so much more comfortable in the, in the van. I know it's a very uh, culturally normal thing to do to have kids all separate and stuff, but our family, even when we're, even when we're at home, we're all pretty in close quarters. And so everyone sleeps better in the van because I think the kids are more comfortable having everybody close. I know I'm more comfortable having them close to me. And so aside from like one drawer, the, the girls get one drawer where they're allowed to bring special things that make them feel comfortable. But other than that, the van is its own unique space. But I know it's working because my two-year-old told a stranger that the mountains are her home. And I thought, oh, close. <laughs> I'll say yes. <laughs> That's so cool. Your family is incredibly inspiring. And yes, like Cindy said, I look at your page and get so much inspiration from you guys because you're truly out in nature all the time. So something that we're interested in is how you ditch your baby carriers there and hit the trail without your carriers. Yeah, so that's something that I think is probably not commonplace. It started as something that would benefit me. I have a love for hiking, but I also have... Um, a hip disease and scoliosis and things that can make the carrier complicated sometimes. And so when my oldest was little, I just decided, well, I'm going to see how much she can do on her own versus me trying to put this pack on. And we have found that the sooner you get them out, the less they want to be in the pack. My two-year-old now refuses to get in the carrier until we've gone at least three miles and her little legs are dying. So we definitely are not the fastest hiking family. If you ever see us on the trails, you'll pass us and probably see us on your way down. Um, but we we have fun doing it. We basically just decide that the carrier isn't our go-to. We have it. It's there if we need it. But it's never. we never tell our kids to get in the carrier. They're always... It's always expected that they hike and I have seen it benefit them so much. My two-year-old hikes better than my five-year-old easily. She scales the tough terrain and, and because of it, I think she was walking a lot earlier. She was climbing a lot earlier because she was given that chance. Even when she could only walk holding my hand, she was walking up the trail, you know, and learning to navigate uneven surfaces and things like that. So it has been huge for us, but we just have never made the carrier, I guess, either a punishment or a necessity. You know, it's never like you're going too slow. You need to get in the carrier now because we never want to give our girls the impression that 
A, they are too slow or that their best isn't good enough for us on this hike. And, and so we always match their pace. And when they say carrier, then we get to let them get in. And when they want out, we get them out. And at first that was like 30 times in a hike. And I think it's their way of testing. Like, does mom really mean it that I can do what I want here? And so they just see, well, mom, let me get up and down, up and down. And we do that. And over time, their stamina increases and they realize that being part of the hike is much more fun than, I guess, just riding along. Like I said, it benefits me too, because I'm not putting a back on my back. So I, I love hearing this so much because my daughter is 18 months right now. And she's definitely for the last month, she's been at the point where she doesn't want to be in the carrier anymore. And I'm all about, yeah, you go and explore. If you want to stop and look at this rock for five minutes, I guess we're going to stop and look at this rock for five minutes. But my husband and I chose a hike that was probably a little too challenging for her to do on her own last week. And it got to the point where she did need to be in the carrier, but she didn't want to be still. She wanted to go and explore and do it on her own, but it just was a little too dangerous. Like I was like, okay, I need you in the carrier just because I know you're safe in there. And so I felt so bad being like, you have to get in. So I guess my question for you is, do you try and choose your hike specifically so that they're uh, accessible point for your kids? Um, yes and no. We definitely, you know, have the pack if we know we're choosing a hard one, but we choose ones that I think most parents probably don't agree with us on. Um, we took our little ones on a hike last week that was only like a half a mile. Like it was a very short hike, but it was a very steep hike with lots of scrambling, even scrambling up a waterfall part. That half a mile hike took us probably an hour and a half because we were following the two-year-old, okay, where are you going to put your foot now? Letting her try. And it's definitely something that takes a long time when we choose those hikes, but we, we make sure that we choose a day that we can dedicate hours to a very short distance so that they can test their, their stamina and their abilities in, in climbing and stuff like that. We, we do avoid the, the ones that we think she just won't be able to, to handle because she does not like the carrier so much. So we probably just won't be going on really big epic hikes for a couple of years. <laughs> They'll be epic because of you seeing them do it, right? I yes. love your patience with them and you just letting them experience it. That is really, that's really amazing. Is there, do you find though a most challenging age where they don't want to be in the carrier and the hikes are a little bit harder or, I mean, every age is different, but do you find a most challenging one? I think right as they're learning to walk like that one year to 18 months, if you're going the route that you don't want to use a carrier, because I'm a firm believer into each their own and whatever works for um, a family and gets them outdoors is what they should do. But for us, when we're in that 12 month to 18 month range, when they're not steady, but they love to walk, you know, but they're tripping over every other rock. That's one that our, our hikes become drastically shorter as they can't manage a whole lot. And, you know, we tap out at about a mile and there's a lot of me lifting them up over a boulder. But I would say that's the most challenging because I want to foster that independence for them. And I want them to know that their speed's okay and that their exploration's okay. And at the same time, I'm like, well, that did nothing for me, but that was fun. <laughs> but you know, my five-year-old's kind of challenging at the moment because 
she's so opinionated and she is teeny. She weighs the same as my two-year-old. And she, so she sees her sister not in the pack. And she's like, you have an empty pack on your back. Like, why am I not allowed in there? <laughs> and so um, I think she's at a challenging age where she's very opinionated on like, I don't see why you won't carry me if it's just sitting there and trying to encourage her that she has been doing it for a few years and is very capable of doing this, so. Isn't it interesting how that happens? Like your first one is so independent and they wanna do everything on their own. And then the second, the next one comes along and they see them in the carrier, they're like, well, how come I don't get to be carried on all these trails? And suddenly my legs are tired. And you're like, you've done this trail so many times. Oh, I can't walk any further. These rocks are too big. My feet hurt. <laughs> and yeah, I started around age five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've um, seen you hiking while pregnant. You're what about a month away from your due date right now? Yes. Yes. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, some tips and tricks for other moms that might be listening? to today's episode and just share some advice there? You know, I think the biggest thing when exploring and hiking while you're pregnant is to trust yourself. You know yourself better than anyone else does. And so you know what feels good and what isn't feeling good. On our last hike, uh, three girls came hiking down and the first one that saw me goes, oh no, what are you doing? Don't do this. And I said, what? And she said, go home, put your feet up. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm all right. <laughs> you know. And I think that can be one of the most challenging things about getting out is how many voices you hear from the outside telling you, don't do that. Even my parents are, are you being careful? You know, and people worry and they want to, they want you to be okay. But I think there's still a mindset that pregnancy is maybe a disability or a illness or a, this thing that makes you incapable of doing the things you love. And so I think the most important thing is trust yourself, feel what feels good. And as long as you feel okay to keep going, my little guy is high risk. And so I am with my doctor every single week. And so I know he's being monitored very closely and I'm in very open communication with him about what I'm doing and how strenuous the hikes are and how far away from the hospital they are. And so I'm mindful of things to make sure that he is remaining safe. But being active, I don't believe is ever bad for your baby. You know, there's obviously medical conditions that result in bed rest and things like that. But if you're healthy and your pregnancy is healthy, then there's no reason to stop doing what you love. I do have another question for you on that. Um, you know, with, with being pregnant and that you're often told like, don't lift anything, don't carry anything. So do you ever like when you have this hiking pack on your back, like, do you have any suggestions with that? Where like, would you still use your carrier then while you're pregnant? I really try not to, because I do know that that is a, a valid concern to not carry too much weight. I've had Remy on my back for like a total of 15 minutes the last few of our hikes because we hit some three and four mile ones that she needed a couple minutes of break. That's where our ditching our carrier has been so handy that I feel it, it's best if she's hiking and I'll tell her, oh no, that will hurt. 
mommy's back and baby, you know, and so it's best if we don't do that. And so I would encourage to not wear your pack a lot towards the end. Also, I have a belly band. And I think if you wear a support and you wear your pack properly, I think that's a huge thing. I, I see a lot of people hiking with their packs and, you know, they don't have the waist strap buckled. And I think in pregnancy, that's a huge thing to take the weight off your back and move it down onto your hips so that you're better distributed and can be more comfortable wearing it properly then and bring husbands along and make them carry kids if, if it's possible really <laughs> but. yes absolutely and knowing your limits like you said and you're working along with your doctor so congratulations I know life is going to be changing for you guys here coming up in the next month so that's very exciting what do you think will be the biggest change having six of you living in the van now Ooh, the obvious change is but I've never dealt with the baby boy. And I heard that they're a lot different. <laughs> um, and so experiencing that, but also we got the van when Remy was about a year and a half. And so um, she was already, you know, adjusted into sleep. And um, like I said, it wasn't a big change because she sleeps with me no matter if we're sleeping in a van, a hotel or a house, she's with me. And so that wasn't an adjustment for her. And so I think it's going to be an adjustment for us living, uh, learning to, you know, have the crying newborn through the night and the things that the girls haven't had to be in close proximity to before because they were, they were older than the newborn stage. So that'll be a fun challenge just to see how much the baby keeps us all up through the night. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay. So where can people follow along? We share our adventures on Instagram under the handle be bold little ones. And it's all about our van and our hikes. And we have a lot of fun. We're pretty goofy on there. So we absolutely love following along. So we'll link that up in the show notes. So more people can go join in and see what's going on with the family of six coming up in the van. <laughs> um, let's end with a fire round of a few questions we have for you. So in the last few months, what was the best purchase you made under a hundred dollars? Probably the, the swing for our van. <laughs> um, it's just been so much fun uh, to bring that, that side of adventures to, to the van and bring that little comfort to the, that's, it's been a lot of fun for us to have that in the van. And was Where? that just a little hack that you hooked it up or was it actually a van swing? How did you make that work? No, it was not a van swing. In fact, the company reached out to us and was like, that was so awesome. We've never seen anyone do that. But um, it is a swing that they uh, they don't include clips to because they're like, you know, it's a versatile swing. Put it on your tree, put it in your doorway and things like that. Um, and so we just got carabiners and then our sprinter has a track along the roof that um, you can hook different kind of hooks to. And so we bought circular hooks and hooked the carabiners in there. So we just yeah. makeshifted it, but we like it. <laughs> wow, that is so awesome. I was blown away when I saw that. <laughs> can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? I mean, other than your guys' podcast? Um, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> We, you know, we recently have been reading some adventures of Dr. Gabby Wild. Uh, she's a, a wildlife veterinarian and our kids love to bring the book on adventures and they try to help 
different animals, those poor animals that they see, you know, they're pretty sure that the beetle needs help across the trail instead, but they have loved learning about caring for wildlife. And then I see them bring it into our hikes and our adventures about uh, how they can help take care of, of wildlife and the planet too. And it's been a fun thing for them to get to make that connection. So. I've never heard of that. So thanks for sharing that. If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? That's so hard with Instagram. I feel like my list just constantly is growing. How true. But, you know, I would really want to just take our van and take it all through Canada because it looks like just the most beautiful place with the most beautiful mountains and lakes and the whole Banff area. I just, there's so many places I would want to just possibly do a coast to coast few a few times <laughs> just to try to get all areas. Well, I think we speak for all of us when I say we would be happy to host you up here in the Canadian Rockies. I was going to say, when you make it happen, come see us. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so excited. This was so wonderful to chat with you. Thank you for making this happen today and good luck with baby boy. We can't wait to see all the adventures. Probably when we share this episode, you will have him already. So oh, that would be great. I am hoping the days come fast. <laughs> Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.